Hello, welcome to Gunfighter Cast, episode number 136. I'm still here with Rob Latham. Hey, Rob. Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good, man. Uh, good to have you back on the show. And uh, I really enjoyed the last one we talked about aiming. This one we're going to talk about what I consider. And from talking to you, I haven't asked you, but I'm pretty sure you consider this the most important part of the process of taking a shot. It's let's not move the gun when we need to make it go bang. And we do that by pressing the trigger. And we're going to get into that right after this. Primary Weapon Systems, or PWS, is a state-of-the-art machine shop in Boise, Idaho. PWS makes almost all their rifle components in-house, and the parts they don't make, they acquire from the highest quality manufacturers in the United States. The Mod 2 Series rifles from PWS are some of the most feature-rich ARs on the market. One of those features is the Mod 2 Enhanced Buffer Tube, which has a ratchet lock design that eliminates the need for staking while providing a solid lockup with the ability to remove it easily in the future. Go take a look at primaryweapons.com. Primary Weapon Systems. Because it's time. Rob, we hear terms like trigger control, slow steady squeeze, uh, <laughs> all kind of stuff. Um, tell me tell me about making the gun go bang without disturbing the sights or without disturbing the uh, point in which the gun is pointing or aiming. Well, once you got the gun pointed at the target, which is the easy part, to shoot a single uh, shot well that will have the round fire fall in where you're aiming is one of the most poorly misunderstood uh, skills. And fundamentally, you if you if you if you put it in simple in the most simplest terms, it's hold the gun steady, pull the trigger without moving it. Now the element what I'm teaching students to shoot is I list this. This is what I want you to do. Point the gun at the target, whatever that means to you. Hold the gun as tight as you can. Keep it from moving. Pull the trigger as fast as you can without moving the gun. And then the guy's like, okay, give me that to me again. Because what he's wanting to hear are terms like squeeze and press and gradually move and terms of comfort. And I just don't care if it's comfortable. So it doesn't matter to me. So I instead say, well, okay, I'll say it again. Point the gun at the target, whatever that means to you. Hold the gun as tight as you can. Pull the trigger as fast as you can without moving the gun from that alignment. He says, well, do you want me to squeeze the trigger? He says, I don't care how you pull the trigger. That's not the point. The point is moving the trigger and firing it in a manner that you don't move the gun. So do you want me to grip 60-40? He says, I don't care how you hold the gun. Hold it tight. He says, well, where do you want my fingers to be? On the end of your hands. I don't care. Point the gun at the target, whatever that represents to you, and pull the trigger without moving the gun out of alignment. And the rest of it won't matter. And then they look at you and they're going like, I, I don't get it. He's expecting to hear these words. All right. Line the sights up on the target. Focus on the front sight. Put your finger on the trigger and gradually pull it back till it goes off. Now, you know who you tell that to, right? The first time shooter. Because he doesn't know he doesn't he doesn't know any better, so you might as well tell him that it doesn't matter. None of this is going to make sense to him. But you've got a guy sitting here in front of you that's been doing something wrong for twenty years, and he is expecting you to explain the same crap that he's been doing, or put a different word on it, so that he can change his understanding of what he of how he understands it to make the result difference. Well, the, who did was it Einstein that said? You know, doing the same thing over, expecting a different result as a sign of insanity or something like that. Whatever it is. I think it's also the that's been that. practice, right? Right, yeah. Do it, do it wrong forever, and you'll do it wrong forever. But uh, so I tell the guy, okay, listen, you're overthinking this. This isn't that. The, the concept of understanding this isn't 
that difficult. Here's what I want you to do. Draw your gun right now. Okay. Point at the target. Okay. Hold on real tight. Okay. Put your finger on the trigger. All right. When I say now, pull the trigger. And the guy goes, okay, ready? And I say now. And then they start squeezing the trigger. So now, let me define clear what I wanted. When I say now, I want you to fire the gun as fast as you can. And the guy goes, okay, so point the gun at the target. Follow this process every time. I'm going to say it to you, but it's the process you need to learn. <laughs> point the gun at the target. Aim till you're happy. Hold the gun as tight as you can. Put your finger on the trigger, which means you can feel your fingers on the trigger. And I'm not to really care what the position is. Hold, put pressure on, put, put your finger on the trigger so you feel pressure on it. When I say now, pull the trigger as fast as you can. And then you go, boom. Now, one of two things happens. One, he shoots a perfect shot. Or two, he shoots a shot five inches low at seven yards. And then the guy goes, look, I have a trigger jerk. I says, well, of course you jerk a trigger. That's what I told you to do. And then the guy goes, uh, well, yeah, but that's what I'm trying to fix. He says, no, you're not trying to fix the trigger jerk. You're trying to fix the other thing. And then you tell him to dry fire. He says, listen. Unload the gun, do the exact same process I just told you to do. Point the gun at the target, okay, whatever that means. We never say focus on the front side. Uh, point the gun at the target, does it look good to you? Okay, hold on real tight, finger on the trigger. When I say now, pull the trigger. And I make everybody watch this thing. Because anytime, I, if you're ever in one of my classes and I make you do this, uh, the truth is it's not for you, it's for everybody watching you. It's not for you, but you're still part of the training process. And then the guy jerks the gun down, but I don't know, anywhere from a uh, minuscule amount to a lot. You know, it could be an eighth of an inch, could be 10 inches. And then the guy goes, look, I jerked the trigger. He says, yeah, but that's not the problem. And I look at everybody else in the class and says, what did he do that was bad? And then initially in the class, they all say, oh, he jerked the trigger. And I say, of course he did. But was that a problem? He says, yeah, it made the shot go low. I said, did it? Do it again. And I make the guy do it until everybody starts looking and goes, wait a minute. He's moving something else. I says, he is. What is he moving? Because that's really bad. And I go, um, well, uh, it's his elbow or it's his wrist. He says, yeah, I quit looking at that. What is he moving? Tell me the thing that he is moving. And they'll say, well, he's pushing the gun down. He says, right. What's he doing that with? And then everybody looks at you like, the trigger finger? I said, really? <laughs> you think so? Okay, I'll say to the guy, now show me the same thing. Put your finger outside of the trigger. I put it on the side of the frame. And when I say now, make that motion. And everybody does it the same. They all put this little bend in their wrist or they push the gun down and forward. And I say his finger's not even on the trigger and he still did it. Because your brain has learned how to do it. It's a recoil control uh, response. So, so what's he moving? He says, well, crap, he's moving he's moving his arm and even his body and sometimes their head. And I'm like, okay, Everything. so let's – Everything. It, it, it's everything but the trigger. And I say, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to see if you can pull the trigger without moving anything else. And only at this point do we actually get into the to the teaching element. And the guy's like, well, yeah, I could do that. He says, well, I don't know if you can or not. Show me. So he puts the finger on the trigger and then just pull the trigger and see if you can do it without moving. Then the guy pulls it nice and slow. So that's perfect. Let's start compressing the time you do that. And he starts going faster and faster and faster and faster. He says, okay, now we're going to do it when I say now. And the guy goes, okay, I'm ready. Fingers on the trigger. He's at the wall. And I say, now. Nah. And then he dips the gun down. And he says, holy crap, I could do it when I was trying. But now I can't do it. He says, why? What is it you're trying to do now? I'm trying to shoot the shot when you say now. So when you're shooting, whether the gun's loaded or unloaded, you're actually putting in a recoil control force that is occurring after, before, or during the shot. And what I need you to do 
is pull the trigger when I say now. And the guy goes, oh, what you want me to do is pull the trigger without moving the gun. Yeah. And they'll always come back to you with this statement, which is the first thing you ever told them to do. But there's no shortcut to getting around them knowing it. They have to arrive at this point. He says, well, I can do that. So show me. So that you dry fire and still, and the guy will go click, 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 click endlessly. Shot after shot. I said, now, did the sight ever move off of the point you wanted to shoot? And the guy's like, no. So would you have ever missed? He said, no. And you're pulling the trigger as fast as you can, right? He says, yes. He says, would you say you're jerking the trigger? I'm like, no. He says, well, then what, how do you want to find it? You don't like the word jerk. What are you going to call it? It's pulling the trigger suddenly on, in this case, an audible stim uh, stimulus as fast as you can. Find a term that you're comfortable with. I just use jerk. So and then the guy looks at you. When they make it, though, Rob, it's not you saying now. They need to get to where they can consciously themselves say now. Say now. And I said, all I am doing is if you want to know how it works for me, I'm, I'm being your conscious, your conscience. Yes. I'm sitting there and saying it all looks good. Shoot now. And all I'm trying to do is get you to separate your pulling the trigger from controlling the recoil. It says, well, that's, that's anticipation of it. I said, no, it's not anticipation of it. It's acting on it because your brain knows when you shoot fast, you need to return the gun quickly. So the real problem is you're trying to control recoil in a manner or return the gun from recoil in a manner that you don't actually need to do because you're doing it too soon or too hard, which is causing you to move the gun out of alignment before you fire the initial shot. So, so what should I do? Then the gun's going to kick all over the place. I said, exactly. Hold on tight to limit how much it moves and don't give a shit if it actually does kick. So that doesn't make any sense. Now the gun's going to flip all over. It says, no, it isn't. But it is going to go up. When I watch you shoot, if the gun doesn't go up, and the gun appears to have no vertical movement at all, you had to have acted on it before you fired the shot or during at the very latest, because otherwise there would have been no movement. And so then the guy's sitting there going like, so you want me to let the gun kick? I'm like, exactly. Hold on really tight so it limits how much it does move, and then pull the trigger, and who cares where the gun goes? Now, the advanced version of this whole thing is when I'm shooting at a target at three or four yards away, I don't care if I pull the gun down an eighth of an inch because that won't create an accuracy problem for me, right? But if I'm trying to shoot a headshot at 25 yards, I don't need any recoil control anyway because I'm not worried about the repeat shot. I'm worried about the precision of that shot. So I'm holding the gun real steady. I still pull the trigger almost always the same, but I just deactivate the recoil control cycle. And this is difficult to do. Because people have created timing problems through decades of training and focusing on the wrong elements that when you tell somebody pull the trigger without moving the gun, they don't even know what that means, which I think is kind of our fault as instructors because I think over the last few decades we've made a point of, of emphasizing the wrong things. Yeah. But that was a long, yeah, that was it, a long spiel there. <laughs> I like what you said earlier about uh, you know the squeeze, the press, and everything else. Like I, I use the term press – because it's part of pressure, and and when I'm teaching a new shooter, I go over adding pressure to the trigger. Um, sure, that makes that makes perfect sense. So the person can learn how much pressure it takes. And right. uh, I, I'm going to read like two lines of, of an article that I'm writing right now. I've got about 1,200 words down, and it's called "You Are Probably Pressing the Trigger Incorrectly." And um, the, the funny thing is, the, the problem that people are having is you got a five pound trigger on a gun. And they try to mitigate that recoil before it happens, and and they're anticipating recoil, and they're adding seventeen point five pounds of pressure to a five pound trigger, 
27 exactly. pounds of pressure to a five pound trigger. And that's just exactly. not ever going to work on a two pound gun. It's just right. without moving the gun. It, so here, it here's can't. One. This is why this is fun for me hearing you say all this stuff because I, I literally just wrote this last night. So uh, at the beginning of my handgun vitals program, I start with diagnostic drills to see what skills the students brought to class. On average, about 95% of shots strike below the aiming area in every class. After talking through each student's target in the entire class, uh, I ask why. I get answers that sound like they're being read straight off of one of those useless shot group analysis targets, such as bucking, flinching, healing, and a list of other meaningless, unhelpful words and phrases. The most common answer is that the shooter is anticipating recoil. Anticipating right. recoil would be correct, except the problem isn't anticipation of recoil. The problem is an intro- improper trigger press. The symptom is anticipation of recoil. Right. That's it's 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 funny how is is if we could if we can what's called when you, you, you selectively identify a small thing when you when you single it out when you single out the trigger pulling thing people don't really have any problem learning how to pull the trigger. When you teach them how to aim, they don't really have a problem. But as soon as you tell them to do something and give it to them, unless I want you to do this fast. Fast creates the cause of, or the result of compressing things that should happen in sequence to all happen at once. So your brain will say, okay, well, he's going to shoot real fast. So I mean, the gun's going to kick and he wants to shoot another shot. He's already planned all this. So he wants to shoot another shot. So the first thing he's going to do is make sure that he pulls the gun down control of that muzzle flip that's about to happen when I pull the trigger real fast. And we get completely out of sequence. Mm-hmm. We, get, we get completely out of sequence. So all I ever look for when I'm personally shooting is whether I'm seeing muzzle flip. I was going to say, I do I, see, I, I get completely uh, out of sequence myself. Uh, I do too. Everybody does. It, it, it's, it's nobody – we all fight the exact same problems, just the solutions sometimes are, are presented in the wrong way. Um, so when I get a – I, I like the term flincher better than jerking regarding someone pushing the gun down. It could be pushing or pulling or flinching or whatever, but flinching is a generic term for me, right? So when they, you get a flincher that pushes the gun down, I says, I'll ask, I always ask them, I says, well, is that bad or good? And he goes, oh, that's bad to push the gun down. I says, why? Well, because it makes a shock go low. I says, well, it can only do that if you do it before you shoot. Flinching after the gun goes off isn't particularly a bad thing. Matter of fact, the reason you have that flinch is because your subconscious knows that to return it quickly, it gives it a sharp jab motion to lower the gun, to lower the muzzle, to put it back into alignment or get it back in the ballpark. So the flinch motion is a, is a learned response that's taken thousands and thousands of repetitions to probably get it right. But unfortunately, you've never bothered timing it off of the right element. And that whole thing with the trigger pull where people pull 20 pounds on the trigger. I know exactly what you mean, but I think that fundamentally is the fault of us trying to rely on, on follow through as a, a way of pulling the trigger properly. It's really not what it's for, but um, they tend to say, well, it really doesn't matter how. When you say follow through trying to learn the trigger properly, are you talking hold the trigger to the rear and then release? Yeah, the yeah, exactly. Well, the reset's a whole different thing. What starts the mistake We're going to talk is, about that. And I, okay. I'm almost okay. positive we're on the same page with that, and that one blows people's minds. Well, do you want me to go into it, or yeah, actually, let's take what? a quick break, and we're going to come right back, and we'll talk. We'll finish that up and talk about uh, reset or prepping or whatever technique you use or whatever it is. We'll be right back. In the 1911 world, there's Nighthawk Custom, and then there's everyone else. Nighthawk Custom makes the highest in quality 1911 under the motto "One Gun, One Gunsmith." 
1911 is handmade with each part fitted by one gunsmith from start to finish. Nighthawk Custom is giving away one of their custom 1911s every 90 days this year. All you need to do to register is visit www.nighthawkcustom.com forward slash gunfightercast and sign up. All right, welcome back. Uh, Rob, talk to me about uh, shooting guns fast. Okay, so so the trigger pulling, the whole let's go through the whole cycle of the trigger pull. You pull the trigger, fire the gun. And once the gun is fired and the trigger is moved full, full distance, to shoot the next shot, you have to release the trigger. And there are different beliefs on how fast you do that and how far you go. We'll talk about it in a second. And then to fire the next shot, you have to pull the trigger. So there's basically a forward and backward motion. And there are actually different steps that can be applied in there. But for simplicity, let's talk pull the trigger, release the trigger. Let's use those two terms right off the bat. Time wasted that doesn't do one of those two things is not helping in any way, shape, or form. Think about this. So you pull the trigger and the gun goes bang and the bullet goes out of the barrel. I do not care how long you have follow through or how long you pin the trigger to the back. I don't care. However long you do that, it will not affect the bullet that has already left the barrel. It needs to be, accuracy needs to be handled with the portion of the trigger pull that fires the gun, which is the pull. The flinch needs to be mitigated or, 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 or timed properly so that the recoil control cycle occurs after the bullet left the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> it's yours. That's maybe that's, that's yours. That's the second it. part there. That's I made that that's, up. I'm, I'm patenting that. All right, it's all yours. Take it. Daniel Shaw, twenty-seven. What'd you say? Ac- accuracy is determined by the point of the trigger pull that I don't. Calls I, the I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Whatever. Anything I'll go back and listen to it. I liked it though. It's yours. It's all yours. Write it down, yours. And and once the bullets left the barrel, at that point, all we're doing is wasting time now. Because if you're not in the process of releasing the trigger, which is what resets the mechanism. You're not getting ready to shoot the next shot. So one of the advanced techniques, that shouldn't be advanced. It should be that once you're ready to shoot another shot, which for me is as soon as the shot before it fired, the end of the trigger pull for me is releasing the trigger. It's not pulling the trigger, pinning it, and then I'll start the next shot by releasing the trigger. Once the gun is fired, I release the trigger as part of the shot. So the movement forward after the gun is fired, unless I'm shooting slow fire, let me qualify this. Unless I'm shooting slow fire, then I really don't care how how long you take holding the over travel back and pinning it back. We're talking about repetitive shots and or fast. At that point, you have got to release the trigger because what's taking all the time isn't the distance you're your moves. It's if you ever watch a slow-mo, you'll be shocked to find that you'll spend two to three times more time changing the direction your finger goes than you will moving the distance it has to go. And I, one of the, I probably would have told you you had to have some nice follow through and all this kind of stuff, you know, 25 years ago. But then I learned, wait a minute, I don't have any follow through when I'm trying to be fast. None. I mean, at least I'm not trying to because I'm trying to get off the trigger so that I can, so the mechanism will reset and then I can return the gun and start the shot again. And well, Jeff, what you described there, you're not hearing a click of the trigger resetting as you. Oh can. Lord, no! If you hear if you hear a click, I'm in slow fire mode. So, and that's this is this is what I was hoping we would get to. Um, you know, I, I use the term when a gun when a gun goes bang, my finger is racing off the trigger and I'm sliding yes. back to the wall. Absolutely. Now, now, I stole that terminology from Houston Shaw, no relation, John Shaw's son. Um, I know. In, in a great class, you know Houston, um, great great shooter too. Um, but I, I, it was a technique I've been using for years, but I, I, I just told the way he explained it because I, I loved it. You know, if I'm hearing a click 
when my finger's coming off the trigger. Like a lot of this, one of the things I'm about to break of students tomorrow. Uh, if they're hearing a click, I'm already firing right now. You're, you're, they are one whole movement behind you. Yes. If, 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 because if you if do a slow mo on somebody tomorrow, when you do this class, do a slow mo, get your phone out and do a slow mo and time and not time it, but watch how long it takes to actually get off the trigger. You're going to be stunned. And if they can hear You're a gonna, click, that means their slide. Oh my God. At least two thirds forward. Maybe. All no, the no, way no. It's, it's, on the worse, gun. It, it's, it's worse than that. It, it, when it, you watch. Oh yeah. No, I, when I you it. watch, when you watch the slow-mo, you'll go, Oh like, crap. I can't even get my finger off the trigger before the slide is, is, is gone. has gone back forward again. Ejected and loaded another round. I don't care how fast you are. You shoot 12 breaks. Your finger doesn't get off before the gun cycles. The gun cycles in five or seven hundredths of a second. So the funny part is the guys that are fast never hear a reset because they're getting off while they're still the, the shot is still in the air. The sound is still in the air. The echo is still in the air. So they'll never, ever feel a, a reset or see a reset because they're doing all this stuff so close to the time the gun fired that there is no separation of noise and or feel of recoil to the to the reset. Rob, and I, I have to be careful when I'm editing videos now because I race off that trigger as soon as the gun goes bang and get back to the wall so I'm ready to fire when the gun's finished cycling. So there's been two times where, where I've gotten – well, two videos where I've gotten multiple comments where people were saying that that gun wasn't reliable. I had a stoppage at the end. Because I had gotten back to the wall, the trigger, but I chose not to fire it, that last shot. I right. took my finger off. Right. But they had no idea what I was doing and why I was right. doing they it. They don't. They they don't understand why you're doing it. We we all know here's when it comes to teaching people how to jerk the trigger properly. The easiest position to jerk the trigger properly that will never cost you any accuracy is let's say you're shooting. A, let's make. Let, I, I'll pick a, a 1911 with a four pound trigger. So you probably got about a pound and a half of pre-travel weight on it, and you've got two and a half pounds of break. Okay, let's just use that as a fundamental number. So you fire this shot, because I know how much you love 1911s. That's why I threw a 1911 in there instead of a Glock or an XD or anything. Really? For Rob Lathan? I had to do it to you. I had to do it to you. I love 1911s. Well, I've got two Springfield 1911s on the way right now, and I've got a Nighthawk within arm's length. Probably have the new ones that I don't even have yet. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I think I have the DMP uh, and Tactical Gray coming. I, I, that's the one I'm talking about. So, so as you fire the shot and your finger gets off and comes back to the wall, the person says, "Well, why, why didn't you just pull the trigger?" Says, "Well, I'm not sure I want to shoot yet. I'm not sure I see what I want to see, or I recognize that the gun's pointing in the right spot." So you're pulling the trigger without firing the gun. Says, "Yeah, what's wrong there?" Well, what if you haven't? An AD says, so "I'm not going to have an AD one and two. I've already decided I'm going to shoot the dude again. I just don't know when. Well, how do you know that? Because otherwise, my finger would be off the trigger. I would never come back onto the trigger. I would go boom and let go because I previously decided I was only going to shoot the the one shot. So the competition shooters do all the time. I'm going to shoot two on this and two on this and two on this. And you watch the finger. The guy go boom boom and the finger comes off. Boom boom finger comes off. Boom boom finger comes off." Says, but in a fight, I'm not going to come off. I'm going to get ready to shoot him again until I'm done shooting. So I don't know how many shots I'm going to shoot, so I'm going to go back to my start position. He says, well, why is that your start position? Because that's the easiest way to shoot the shot very, very quickly. So do this tomorrow. Tell people to get to the wall. And put a You got a timer? Oh, yeah. Okay. So time how fast somebody can react to the buzzer and fire the shot. 
make it close so that they and they'll hit they'll hit within a bullet's diameter of what they're usually shooting at. And you'll have people. There are people. I've had people way faster than me. You'll have people that shoot fifteen hundredths of a second, which is a reaction time and a trigger pull, Daniel. A reaction time off audible, which is slower than visual, and a reaction time. And they'll go like, "Oh man, that's that's pretty amazing. I can pull the trigger instantaneously." And it says, "Yeah, you're jerking the trigger." Says, "I'm not jerking the trigger. I hit the target." So, no, you're jerking the trigger. But that's not bad. It's good. It's a hard thing to do. It's a technique you have to learn. And then this disbelief comes through. And then the next guy goes like, oh, that can't be right. He says, you can do it too. Everybody can do it. We'll make all of you do it. Put the sight on the target. Okay, everything looked pretty good. You like your alignment. You can stare at the sights if you want. You can close your eye or whatever. It doesn't really matter. Go to the wall. Learn that position. And when the buzzer goes off, I need you concentrating on pulling that trigger as fast as you can. Nobody ever misses the target. Ever. I don't even care how far it is. They never miss the target. And then this guy has to go through the holy crap. How do I learn to get to that position quickly? And now you're in a position you can teach us something that matters. So I said, well, the first thing you have to do is get rid of this ridiculous follow through. And then this ridiculous pin the trigger to the back. And then this ridiculous make sure you only reset the trigger slowly so you can make sure you can click it. I don't, I don't care if I that it right. goes to reset no more because that's efficiency. The whole thing's inefficient. It's moot. Right. It's, it's, right. It's, it's, exactly. When you're doing it really slow, the whole system is inefficient. Let's just do something fast. Yep. So you said it, or, or you didn't say it in there, but uh, you, you brought up a couple of points there. This is important for competition shooters. It's also important for defensive shooters. The competition exactly. shooter may have to drop some steel targets and activate a drop turner or something funky. And how many times do they go right past that thing? Or if it's the last shot and it's a steel target, they got to knock down in a steel challenge and they miss it and they bring their gun straight back and they have to press it out again and take another shot. You probably see it all the time. I see it all the time in classes. Um, Happens constantly. Yeah. People, people don't know how to pull the trigger without firing the gun. Nobody or, or every time we practice, whether it's competition or, uh, training for defense, no matter what, I, I teach my guys and I train myself. If I'm shooting one shot, I am prepared to shoot a second. If I'm shooting Absolutely. three shots, I'm prepped and ready for that. If I shoot, if it's seven, I'm prepped and ready for the eighth. I'm always prepared to fire one more. If, if there's some oh, behavior there. that says that dude needs to get shot again, or I need oh. to smoke that target again in competition. So no matter how many shots I'm firing, I'm always prepping for one more. All right, we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back and finish up this discussion on Trigger. This episode of Gunfighter Cast is brought to you by Bravo Concealment Holsters. Use our coupon code GUNFIGHTER at checkout when you visit bravoconcealment.com and get 10% off your entire purchase. All right, welcome back. Rob, give me a drill, something that, that a shooter can do on his own at an indoor range or outdoor range or at home dry firing, um, and that they can do... To, to improve their trigger press and work on that reset. Um, I, I've got a way that I work on the reset, you know, dry firing at home, but it's not very good because my gun doesn't cycle. I have to use my other right. rack to slide. But you can get kind right. of motion down. But I, I'm curious if you have anything to, to help with that. Well, the dry fire version of it is probably exactly what you do, which is, you know, pull the hold the trigger back. Uh, work the slide, put your hands on the gun, and then try to let go of the trigger, reset the mechanism, get back on the trigger, go to the wall as quickly as you can without shooting, and then repeat that process. Yeah. It's just really hard to do unless you have like a, you know, like those, the, like a training gun. 
that that'll or a double action only gun that'll, that'll allow you to reset the trigger repeatedly or a revolver. You can learn basic movements with any of those. But on the range, the technique I work on all the time is where I it's it's an increasing speed drill. So we'll say I put a uh, a target at uh, 15 yards is like my favorite all around distance practice. So I'll put a, a an eight inch or a target with an 8-inch circle, like an IDPA target or a USB, or not a USPSA, but an NRABA key target. I'll put it at 15 yards, and I'll work on this system where I will literally get practice going to the wall without shooting. So the whole process is I start, aim up, get on the target, go to the wall, hold everything steady, and then what I'm trying to do is fire the shot, and I don't really care how fast you pull the trigger from this point. You're at the wall, so you only have a subtle distance and weight increase to cause the gun to fire. And then I fire the shot and try to reset the mechanism as fast as I can, get back to the wall, and then not shoot. Because most people will fire the second shot at that point because they've never learned the process of pulling the trigger without ending up firing the gun. You're so they don't know how to find as well. Absolutely, yeah. And you are memorizing a physical movement and you're memorizing a position. And I'll do that and I'll do it fast. I'll start off and say that it'll be the cycle will be Boom, reset, boom, reset, boom, reset, boom, reset, boom, reset, until I finally get to a pace where the next step in speed would require me to not stop at the wall. Do you understand what I mean by that? Mm -hmm. At that point, at that point, I would be pushing on through. Well, as soon as that occurs, I see a dramatic reduction in accuracy. Yep. So what I'm trying to learn how to do is force a, a quick reset and a, a, stopping at the wall so it doesn't really matter how fast you shoot but you should never hear the click matter of fact you probably shouldn't be able to feel how far your finger goes because it should all be kind of ate up while the gun's bouncing around and recoil which makes it hard to feel anything it makes it hard to feel something when you're actually reversing the direction your finger goes because to, to shoot another shot you're pulling straight back it fires you now have to reverse your finger and go forward and reverse it and go back to shoot the next shot and most shooters that are used to pulling the trigger straight through or doing it slowly can't stop at the wall. They will sit there and repeatedly go boom, 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 boom. And you've got to learn how to do that motion. You, you, until you do that, I mean, you almost can't take the next steps. So that's the technique I work on for trigger pulling for myself. Uh, and you can make up all sorts of drills, but the actual skill that I'm working on, that's how I do it. And then I just define the level of accuracy I'm willing to accept by how quick that process gets. Because if all I want to do is hit the whole target, I'm not going to stop on the wall anyway. Depending on the gun, I'm just going to jerk all the way through. But if I need to try to hit a four-inch circle or that worse, that eight-inch circle on that target, I have to create a hesitation both to allow me to line the gun up better and to give myself a chance to settle the gun and make it motionless. So not only alignment, make the gun, I say motionless, but you know what I mean is relatively motionless because I can't hold the gun. Absolutely we couldn't have planned motionless. any better because that motionless was my last note that I have on this. Um, one of the things that I explain is if I am releasing my trigger to reset at a point mm -hmm. where my gun is able to be fired, it's functional uh -huh. because it's already cycled. Uh -huh. If I'm releasing, then I am moving the gun. Yeah, when I should be spending that time making it motionless, motionless right there with that sight or whatever technique I'm using back on that target, the gun's still pointed there, everything's good. But instead, I'm causing the gun to continue to move when I should be making the gun go bang with the gun steady. Absolutely correct. When you have somebody who does a click, I call it click banging. 
So they'll fire the shot, put the sights back on the target. They're still holding the over travel. It hasn't really even occurred to them to let go because they fire the shot, hold the over travel, they pin it back, line the sights back up again, then they suddenly release the trigger till it clicks. And when the click happens, then they jerk the whole, their whole hand. Well, the problem is it's really hard to go from releasing to pull without moving other parts and other muscles. But it's really easy to go from two pounds to four pounds when it's in the same direction. So it's easy to put two pounds of pressure on the trigger and then two, two or four pounds more. It's really hard to release the trigger and then reverse its direction and do it quickly. So fundamentally, there's no way to do that real fast and have it be accurate. So what you just described is exactly correct. Uh, fundamentally, this, this pin it back and, and release just to the reset point so you have an audible click regardless how long it is. The same argument that the guy says, well, I may not be fast, but I'm accurate. He says, no, you are. You are very, very accurate, but you're so slow it won't really matter because you're not going to get the job done in time. And you have to have – the shot has to happen in a, relevant, in a relevant time. And this mechanical technique isn't really – it's not complicated if you think about it. The no. problem is it, the problem is it's going to be different than what somebody – may want to teach and unfortunately 80% of the people you get are not clean slates or open books a lot of them have come to train with you and not learn and the guy that comes to train with you what he's really there to do is go shoot a bunch of drills with you and he'll keep doing the same thing and then for that guy he's just expecting to hear you say well you're not focusing on the side or you're flinching or you're jerking the trigger or something or you're you're not using 60, 40% of your pressures on your grip or your stand, you're standing wrong or whatever it is. He's, he's going to expect to hear that. Well, and I've been thinking res- about advertising a no cliche class. Right. It would be so awesome to have no cliches. But, but in reality, what you need that guy to do is stop trying to do what he's doing better and do something else. God, that's hard though. I mean, that is so hard. I had a student in a, in a military group, and no matter what I told him, he'd say, yes, sir, I'll try harder. He says, I don't want you to try harder. What you're doing doesn't work, so we're going to do something else. He says, yes, sir, I'll try harder. He says, no, are you listening to the words you're saying to me? I don't want you to try harder. He says, I don't want you to do what you're doing. I want you to do a different thing. And it just, I don't know if I spoke the wrong language or he didn't understand or I personally believe that he had no desire whatsoever of making a change. And that guy, you can't, you know, it's on him at that point. Yeah, you can't help him. I can only try so. I can't help him. I've got one more episode with Rob. Uh, Check it out. It's going to be the next one. And Rob is going to tell you how to put it all together and shoot better and how to work it at the range and where you can go train with him and uh, everything else he has going on. So stand by for Gunfighter Cast episode number 137. Gunfighter Cast out.